I'm here because I wanted to talk to you about us. John Flynn. Eric Bernat. I'm super excited about our guest today. I'm it's super a real, excited about our guest. It's a real coup for us. <laughs> a real get, as they say. The a real get. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say who it is and then I because this person kind of needs no introduction. Please welcome to our little podcast, Love Connie. Yeah. Hey everybody. Oh my <laughs> it's god. Connie. My, Yay. My connection is not private. Oh no, what does that mean? <laughs> I was trying to call up the uh, image of the immaculate, the back cover of the immaculate, immaculate collection, so that I could have a a, a visual reference here. Oh, behind <laughs> just, you! Just, just give me a second. Okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm doing. I'm doing bits. Okay. <laughs> I'm a really good actor, by the way. So sometimes I'll be doing a comedy bit that will be left, I and, I, and I have serious. to remind people I'm just acting. <laughs> right. You believe in me a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Connie, thank you for doing our podcast. We're very excited to have you join in this conversation on the videos of the Immaculate Collection, the Immaculate Collection videos. Yes. But before we get to that, so Connie, like, what is your like history relationship story with Madonna? Like where, what do you, where you at with her? Was there like a time when you fell in love with her, a certain thing that you love or don't love about her? Oh, well, back then there was nothing <laughs> not to love about her, you know? Sure. She didn't mm-hmm. become a total bitch until the nineties. <laughs> I do remember when the Immaculate Collection came out and I specifically remember buying the box set from Sound Warehouse in Dallas, Texas, because I hadn't even moved to New York yet, much less LA. And it was it was funny because I was looking at, you know, the first song I ever heard on the radio was Holiday. Not the first song I ever heard on the radio. The first Madonna song (laughs) was Holiday in 1983. And uh, I'm from Northeast Louisiana. And it was, she was being played on a, it was traditionally a black station. So a few of us thought she was black, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was that time, you know, it was 1983. I was a huge Blondie fan. Blondie had broken up in 1982 and there were those, still those kind of Blondie bands like Missing Persons or Berlin Mm -hmm. that would have a woman in front of a band, but there, and, and we had Olivia Newton John. Sure. But even mm-hmm. Olivia Newton-John, this was after physical. She had a, she was having a baby, so that was even kind of eh, you know it was a so there was kind of like this open door for some someone big to come along. And I'm trying to remember, you know, as far as the sound, you know, what what were her contemporaries? But I remember we thought she was black, and even when even the you know. I'm trying because even because remember I was looking at some old pictures of her and, and Jean-Michel Basquiat, and right. she was kind of adopting. I can't remember what what's the look called, but it was kind of that 
It's almost like that Bananarama Fun Boy 3 look of the dungarees. Yeah. Yeah. And she would have braids. So she was, you know, she had she wasn't wearing the gold tooth yet. But she, it, it, even from then, even though the music didn't sound black, it's like she still kind of had that vibe that she was embracing all cultures, especially, you know, at least fashion wise, if not musically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she, she, she would was get like into a, that. A real melting pot of a person. Yeah, and and that would have been 83, so technically I would have been in high school. And then it ended with, you know, Justify My Love and the two new tracks, which was also a fun thing because people, that was when they were just, you know, the end of the 80s when CDs came out. Mm-hmm. And every band, every label was like, oh, greatest hits, greatest hits, get, make more, you know, get the catalog. Yeah. Um, and that was before I moved to New York and that I graduated college in 1990, so... The Immaculate Collection is the you know best times. End of high school, <laughs> all through college, you know, and then what's next, you know? Uh, and by the time I left, she had just released the sex book. So there were Madonna always had good timing good on releases. Yeah, good markers <laughs> for me, really. Oh, interesting. I also got that box. It was called the Royal Box set that had like the DVD and like a like a it seemed like a like a plush kind of case that it was in. Yeah, it was in a little puppy kind of satiny because yeah. <laughs> you could kind of scratch it. Right. I was I was most excited because it had the VHS with all of the DVDs on it. And it also I believe it came with a postcard collection. A couple postcards and, I, and then a big poster of her VMA. Oh yeah, there was. Yes. There oh right, right, right. You're right, you're right. I ultimately traded it back in for something and sure. I can't remember when or what but I remember I, I think I'm also because I can be a little not OCD but that weirdo to where that freaking CD case drove me crazy because I was yeah. like it's not I oh. know what it was because <laughs> back then we kept those CDs and those weird yeah towers line yes. towers and it wouldn't so it was just like okay same thing with the delight remember when delight came out with the, oh, the digi box yeah Yes. And it would not fit, or if it was a double CD, it would right. just yeah. drive me insane. So I do, but I, I did I, yeah, I guess I gave the, I kind of feel like I kept the VHS though, and maybe I gave everything, I don't remember, but I was thrilled, yes. I was given a gift of uh, a, like a bedtime story album in a, like a blue velvety, case and it's the same thing it's like where the fuck do i put this like it won't go <laughs> in a place it has to be displayed yeah yeah it has yeah. to be displayed it is when it, I, I have a roxy music box set that's <laughs> okay you'll shelf. go here okay. yeah yeah behind behind my olivia newton john autograph from second grade and my patsy kensett autograph from just a couple of years ago wow you got <laughs> you got a living Newton John's autograph in the second grade. Yeah, my my first con- I have the best. You know when you do the who was your first concert? Yeah. I, mine beats everybody. Yeah. I mean, can you guess who would be the first person? And the clue is where I'm from, in proximity, or the I would think you know Louisiana. I'm, yeah, like who you like who you who you saw like Kenny who down there. Close, but think more iconic and more straight up rock and roll. Even though he did all John Elvis. Oh yeah, duh. Elvis? Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, because all and I, yeah. <laughs> I was in the first grade, 
And that next year, I saw Olivia Newton-John at the same venue, Monroe Civic Center in Monroe, Louisiana. And I believe because I had her albums, I believe her fan club address. So I was one of those kids that if you had your fan club address, I mm-hmm. I never joined the Madonna fan club. It was just Olivia and Blondie. I don't think I ever was into any other <laughs> fan club. And she sent me an autographed picture. And it's you can tell she signed it. It's, it's actually... Yeah, it's not a stamp or anything. It was legit back then. I think back then in 1974, you could probably get like a legit, mm. like a legit autograph, like Joan yes. Crawford, you know, when she would be <laughs> yeah. in the back. Sign, <laughs> pretty more bleach. <laughs> yeah, I think Olivia Newton-John is probably was probably like a just a lovely human being, and also like oh, yeah. was coming up enough to just be like, I'm going to take these this time to really connect with my fans. Yeah, yeah, I'm, right. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet Madonna never answers like any of her fan club stuff. Oh, she was, yeah, she was probably just, <laughs> she's like, they can, if they want an autograph, they can show up at my show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can buy a ticket to my show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, before we talk about the Immaculate Collection videos, I have some, I do trivia questions on these episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to keep it related to the topic at hand, which today is the Immaculate Collection videos. The videos. Okay, so you ready for, there's three trivia questions. I'm ready. Let's do okay. It. The first one is, okay, Mary Lambert, who directed many of these videos some of like like a prayer and um material girl i think too right yeah she did she did material girl that seems it's so bright and you know Mm -hmm. for mary lambert she also directed debbie harry's i want that man video where she was a vampire debbie was a vampire amongst other (laughs) things in that and I think she probably did that Ramones video. Remember they did the theme from Pet Cemetery? Oh wow. The movie yeah. Pet Cemetery? Yeah, Mary directed that. I actually saw Mary outside of a Debbie Harry concert at the Bond in Hollywood one time. She's just walking up by herself. It was so kind of cool. How did you recognize her? I, I probably she was interviewed for some Blondie thing or Debbie Harry thing that I saw and I also believe but I believe that she played the thing that I can't stand about Pet Cemetery that really freaks me out is the whole <laughs> I know because you probably have a dead on impression of her Eric but it's the sister with spinal spinal meningitis I don't I don't think I've seen Denise it Denise Crosby oh no. but I think I think Mary Lambert Place. I don't know why this, maybe this is something I made up. I'm about to start talking out of my ass, but I think Mary Lambert played her. And when I saw the woman walk up, I was a little like, oh my God, you know, because the sister's like, I'm gonna twist you, Beckler, you twisted mine. And she's having to feed her. And I don't know why that's even in that movie. 
It's very Stephen King is disturbing to me. He, he is. Yeah, he's made a great quite That's a career point. off of it. Yeah, yeah, I have never been able to get through one of his books. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, no well, Mary Mary Lambert <laughs> Mary Lambert directed a movie called Mega Python versus Gatoroid. Oh no! <laughs> but she did such great stuff, like Siesta. Which I've been and hunting, trying to hunt down. It starred one of the following Debbies, this movie. Gibson, I, Debbie Gibson. I, I don't need multiple choice. How do you know and that? And that's a guess. I Because of the title, and I'm thinking, well, what Debbie? And I'm like, it certainly wasn't yeah. Debbie Harry. It's no. not Debbie Roshan. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not Deborah Shelton, and there are not that many not Debbies. Deborah Joe you, there's not a lot it's of Debbies. Little, no. It's not little Debbie. It's not Debbie Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Although I bet it, you would have done not... it. So then, okay. The follow-up question is: Who was Debbie Gibson's co-star in this movie? In in that movie? Oh God! Mega, would it be uh, like Mega Python versus Gatoroid? Like, would it be that Ian Ian guy from Ian from um, Ian? What was his name? It's not Ian. Ian. It's Ian. Yes, Ian Zeering. Yeah. Z oh, is it Zerling? I thought we said I it was know. Zeering. You're probably right. Well, he was went on one with Ter the one with Tara Reid. I don't yeah. watch them. You know, I grew up on Jaws, or as my dad likes to call it, Jaws 1, not Jaws 2, <laughs> Jaws 1. But he was so pissed off at Jaws 2, you know, every <laughs> white-blooded man <laughs> was just royally pissed off. It's not about fishing. <laughs> oh. Girls screaming. It's that thing. Yeah, I've never seen any of those Sharknado things. That... Well, maybe Mary got a nice fat paycheck because she did some great movies. Did you ever see Siesta, which was one of the first Jodie Fosters when Jodie Foster got uh, was finished no. with Yale? It's Isabella Rossellini's uh, Ellen Barkin is the star. And it's this whole kind of erotic mystery thriller. It's I saw it in theaters and it's really hard to get. But Siesta. Um, Siesta, Gabriel Byrne was in it, has a fantastic yeah. cast. Isabella Rossellini, Martin Sheen. Grace Jones, Grace, Grace Jones. Jones is in it, yeah. But right. but Eric wanted to talk about yeah. <laughs> Shark versus me me Megalodon or whatever it was. Mega Python wow. versus Gatoroid. It co-starred co <laughs> Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. Tiffany. I Okay, I have two stories. Let's hear them. Debbie, Debbie took my class at Equinox here and once she annoyed me and I saw <laughs> Tiffany perform at the fault line and Tiffany can fucking sing. I bet. Oh, Tiffany's, yeah. Tiffany can, Tiff, Tiffany's got the pipes. Tiffany was awesome. <laughs> Were you teaching a spin class? No, it was, um, it was like a Monday night body sculpting class. And you know who used uh -huh. to, you know who was, there were two famous blondes from opposite ends of Hollywood who were there every Monday night. One would get right behind me, Diane Cannon. Mm. And one <laughs> I would see in the cor the back corner. And I kept going, who is that? She was so nondescript. And when I finally locked in on who it was, I was like, oh, bitch, you got it made that you can go out in public. Literally, <laughs> Charlize Theron, like, blended. Oh, wow, wow. Yes. And she was tall as, you know, she's gorgeous, but just really 
no just, one it was nice no one bothered her no, no, she had it figured out yeah she had it figured out she was like i'm invisible bitch don't say shit don't say shit to me <laughs> totally or like donna some you know donna summer called herself hattie when she needed to go out in public she would always put a big hat on but it would be these like statement hats, right? You know, <laughs> don't look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Back to Madonna. <laughs> okay, there's the song "Express Yourself." There are also other songs called "Express Yourself" by other artists that are not covers of Madonna's song. Ooh, alrighty. So oh, I'm going to wow. tell you five. Five people, and you're gonna guess which one is not have a song called "Express Yourself." Okay. The first one is Diplo featuring Nikki Dabi. Okay. Laundrell is the second one, and that one is. <laughs> These are quite a, obscure, Eric. It, I know it has. <laughs> it has a parenthetical, which is "Express Yourself" parentheses throat chakra meditation. Okay. Well, you know right. that. That's real. If they real. if they go to the You're trouble for parentheses, like brass in pocket, <laughs> I'm special. <laughs> because they're uh, really trying to get their point across. The third one is the brat stalls. <laughs> okay. okay, that's that sounds that's legit. Yeah. The fourth so this one. Lap- what? There's two more. There's two oh, more. Okay. One is a band called Lettuce. Not let us, but like the green, leafy green lettuce. Okay. And head is going to sue him. Yeah. Black Eyed Peas. The Black Eyed Peas. What? I don't think the Black Eyed Peas did, but you know what? They're corny. So they could. Right. It's either one or four. One or four is the fake one, I think. Diplo featuring Nikki to be. That sounds like a real one. Or yeah. lettuce. I think maybe it is Black Eyed Peas. I feel like Diplo would have a song that would ha- say have Express Yourself featuring someone. Yeah. If it's the Brat Stalls, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, you guys, it, you make a fun final guess. I'll say Black Eyed Peas is, did not okay. do Express Yourself. Okay, then I'll say Lettuce. It is a trick question. Those are all what They're they all, all have a song oh, okay. called Express Yourself. I've never done a trick question before. <laughs> Does one of them just have an X press yourself? Remember, Remember S express? That was yes. Connie, Connie, Connie Jam. <laughs> okay, final question. The love interest in the Express Yourself video, the Madonna one. Okay. Yes. Not the letter. Cameron, Cameron Alborzian, a Brazilian model. After he stopped modeling, he became a. You have five junkie. No. <laughs> oh, okay. A t- he either became a teacher, a gardener, a masseuse, a therapist, or a visual artist. Teacher. I'm going to say gardener. Final answers? Final answer. Yeah. He became a therapist. 
Wow. Oh. She must have been really mean on set <laughs> that day. He's like, I am out. I am never doing this shit ever again. That woman almost killed me. Yeah. You should see how you should see that what she did. <laughs> poor Donna and Nikki, isn't that when they I first know. started? Remember that sequence they kept? It was like um, what do you call it? A viral video, or I don't know what they call them anymore. <laughs> but it was the one when they were she and Donna and Nikki were doing music, and it was in concert. And then she made them all do like squat thrusts, oh, yeah. Da, yeah. Da, da. and the whole time you're just watching Nikki, and it's just like Nikki is hating her. Like, <laughs> why did you do this? It's like, Nikki doesn't want to squat, Madonna. God <laughs> almighty. She's always got to work out and walk I also fast. think that it's funny that in the Vogue video, which we'll talk about a little bit later, that Donna plays the, the, like the maid character. Just like <laughs> right, she, is, yeah. she yeah. is picking up after her, isn't yeah. she? <laughs> but I bet that was like, like uh, Donna, can you just get that stuff? Thanks, hon. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was just, just B-roll. Right, that. That was right. That was to be. <laughs> She was like, I can't carry all this up here. Let me just tie this apron around your waist. <laughs> Grab my water bottle. Thanks, love. <laughs> well, we're yeah, all Nikki going in that room anyway. anyway. Just grab it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nikki's like, Donna, I'm not grab holding anything. Things. It's not like this is a problem. Yeah, you have a, your mic is a headset. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, let's talk about these videos. There's let's a real, there's kind of a, a real evolution on display here of Madonna's whole persona. Like watching these, it's really cool. I It's been, I think not since these came out that I've just watched them all in order mm-hmm. and watch how, yeah, the evolution of it. I was really taken by it and like recurring themes and and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. must be very cool. Yeah. So I have this quick little blurb. I'll just read out real fast, just in case anyone doesn't okay. know. So the Immaculate Collection is the second video compilation from Madonna. It was released on VHS and Laserdisc on November 13th, 1990, the same day that the album of the same name was released. It has 13 of her most iconic music videos, plus a live performance of Vogue from the VMAs. It did not contain all of her music videos. 14 music videos are absent from the collection. Uh, she dedicated the album to the Pope, My Divine Inspiration, which a lot of people thought she was talking about Pope John Paul II. But she was actually talking about her brother, Christopher, because the Pope is one of his nicknames, which makes sense. Anyway, it was certified triple platinum, meaning it sold 300,000 copies and it won Best Long Form Video at the 1991 VMAs. So that is the collection. Work, girl. There's a fact, there's a, I think there's a fact check in there. It's, I don't think it is her second video compilation. I think they're count, Wikipedia for some reason is counting the Virgin Tour as her first. No, there was a collection called No, there was a, yeah, that was four four songs. It was Lucky Star, Holiday, Borderline, and Burning Up. And Like a Virgin. Yeah. What? Sorry, Eric, but you're wrong. Was Like a Virgin? Okay, we used to play it in store when, (laughs) at the video shop. Wow. Because that's where we all, that's how we all knew the Burning Up video. And that's why we liked the song Burning Up. Because once we saw that video, and it's that shot where she's laying on the boat, and it's yeah. still, and the little fake water is just kind of floating. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, really cool image. It should have, but I get it. 
I'm, I'm surprised they haven't done the I don't expanded, remember that. <laughs> the expanded. It's okay. Do you want to put a um put your mask on, Eric? <laughs> but I'm embarrassed myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pretend I'm somebody else for a wrong. while. Right. I did. I lied. I lied in trivia and then I I spoke false, falsehoods <laughs> against Madonna. I think Wikipedia is wrong. I think they were counting the Virgin tour. I just didn't well, know actually, that there was another one. <laughs> well, then they would have had to have count Chow. No, wait, that was, Chow yeah, Italia. that would have been, yeah, Chow Italia. They did that mm -hmm. before the Immaculate Collection. And probably That's didn't true. she do something for uh, my favorite album? Oh my God, I can't remember. Like a Prayer. Like right. a Prayer. Yeah. There was yeah, no I'm, video collection for that. There isn't, huh? Hmm. I think it's yes. considered part of this. But yeah, so that's it. So there, are, we got 14 videos that you put on this collection. And you said that there were 14 that weren't on here? Yes. Yeah, so there, there are a couple songs on the CD that aren't in the video collection. There are Holiday, Crazy For You, Into The Groove, Live To Tell, Justify My Love, and Rescue Me. So Crazy Few, Into the Groove, and Live to Tell are all from movies, so I think that's why they weren't put on the video collection, because the most of the videos themselves are mostly just clips from the movies, and maybe they didn't get the rights. Justify My Love, I think they were just like, this is its own little special thing that's making so much money, we're not going to dilute that sale. And they did release an uncensored yeah. video of that, too, uh, for sale. It yeah, was yeah. A now you could buy VHS, a single, I remember that was a thing, because MTV refused to show it. Rescue Me never right. had a video. That's right. And I'm surprised. Oh, that's right. That's when she said, oh, they don't want to play it? Good. I'll set it as a video. More money for me. She made a Yeah. She's on Nightline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I think is weird is Holiday. They didn't put on the thing. Except for when you see the video, it's, I mean, this is like her first, it's not her first video, but it looks like it. It looks like it's like filmed in like I don't like even remember school. the Holiday. I don't even remember the Holiday video. I kind of remember I, everybody. I'm, I'm hesitant to say anything now because I was wrong <laughs> that time. But we will shut you down. But I, I actually don't think there is a video for Holiday. There is. There is? There I tried to well, look it up is. and all I could find. <laughs> <laughs> I could find like it came up uh, like a, a performance on Solid Gold. There's that one. In the and pink then, wig? No, that was like a no. virgin. Sorry. No, no. Sorry. No, there's one, and it's also it's it's it looks almost like like an audition for um, Lucky Star because it's the, her brother and uh, what's her name again? Uh, I thought you Erica. were gonna say it looks like an audition for Fame, which uh -oh. you could t you know what I mean, which you could have totally imagined this, but it would have had to have been the series because yeah. the film was in eighty. No, she did audition for the movie for the movie for the uh, not the she, movie the TV show. She auditioned she for the TV show. Okay, yeah, it seems like she would between her and Janet Jackson. Yeah, but there is a there is a, a video for holiday. It's again, it's like real low like production value. And then the ones that uh she had videos for that aren't on Immaculate Collection are Everybody, Burning Up, Angel, which is a weird video, Gambler, Dress You Up, True Blue, Who's That Girl, The Look of Love, and Dear Jesse. So those are all yeah. the videos that aren't on this collection. And thank God for that. Right. <laughs> uh, you couldn't all fit on one VHS tape. You know, well, you know what they're doing now with the Olivia Newton-John Greatest Hits collections? Because, you know, there were three of those. And I'm okay. wondering, I guess they've kind of already done it with Madonna, but they went back with Olivia's first Greatest Hits and the Greatest Hits Volume 2, and they expanded them to include every single release, oh, which okay. they only did the ones that were like top 20. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So they didn't like do the flops. The Mm -hmm. So now they're, since it's her 
50th anniversary in the music biz, Priority Records has started re-releasing okay. those. They're all really great I bet. packages. The physical album also is really, and they did her first album. So yeah, I was wondering, but they did Celebration. And that kind of was every Madonna single when they did the the Celebration yeah. collection. Yeah. Am I calling yeah. it? It, no, it no, was no, called no. the Celebration Collection. No, right? you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of did that. That included everything, right? Like, would, it, would Gambler and I Remember, were I all know, those Gambler included? I'm sure I remember mm. was. Well, maybe now they'll, okay, well, I just put it out there <laughs> for the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Collection. I bet between between Immaculate Collection, uh, Greatest Hits Volume 2, she had Madonna, and then the Celebration collection but between the three of those it's pretty well covered everything yeah i think celebration has pretty much those two as well like greatest is volume two is just it doesn't repeat anything from the immaculate collection which i found out that they initially wanted to call it the greatest is volume two the second coming which i think is a oh, shame that would have been perfect. wonderful mm -hmm. oh that's so cute i would have loved that but yeah. one thing that was so great about the Immaculate Collection was that they redid all of the songs. Like, not a, not a lot, but they redid it for, like, a different, like, sound recording system. So they all felt, like, necessary to get, like, they all felt a little fresher, slightly different. Some of them had, like, different endings and stuff like that. So it was all really fun. But then I kind of didn't realize two. that. Yeah, That's like so material cool. I love that stuff. They had they added the, like, what are you looking at at the beginning of Vogue, at the beginning of Vogue. Like, right, little, right. Little stuff for all of them. And yeah. like the, the piano break for uh, Into the Groove, they put that in. So like they reinvented the song just a little bit, not a whole lot. But then for Greatest Hits Volume 2, they were just like, uh, here's the, here are the songs as you know them. So I remember being disappointed that there wasn't something a little zhuzhed up about it. I've got a pretty huge collection because I do like the U.S. mix, the U.K. Yeah. mix, you know, because they are slight, slightly different. But I, yeah, now I want to go back and get the Immaculate Collection on... For that just to listen to them for kicks because i think i've got spot you can dance and all those that right. also have you know mm -hmm. subtle you, differences do you think stuff. it's still it's still at the place where you traded it in when you <laughs> i can't remember like, where i did it like <laughs> well it's so weird because i only really did that in la and i didn't you know what maybe i sold it no I, can't, I keep talking like, like, I'm sure I sold it on eBay back in 1992. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, you didn't have a computer until the millennium. You know, it's like, you didn't. I don't remember. You took it to like uh, Rebel Rebel in the West Village and like traded it in for something. Maybe. I love Rebel mm -hmm. Rebel. I do too. I had, okay. a I had a crush on that guy. Yeah. I can't remember I his name. He was so cute. I don't either. I just know that it was like the lifestyle of being like, I own a, I own a record shop in the West Village. I was like, um, I I'm know. on board. God, how do you pay rent? <laughs> but I really love, I really love, to me, I was a big fan of the first album, you know, regardless of videos. Mm -hmm. I'm still not the, I mean, I love all of her music. Like the Like a Virgin album, it, just, it does not sound like Nile Rodgers to me, and I have mm -hmm. to talk to y'all about something. And the True Blue is probably, even though I think Papa Don't Preach is probably like one of her best songs, uh -huh. I think that album is probably one of my least favorites. I haven't really listened to anything post-Confessions. You know what I mean? Because right. mm -hmm. it just seemed like there sure. was a lot coming, and I'm like, I, I give up. And I've also hit that age where 
unless it's a familiar artist that I've already invested in, I just am not really that interested in new musical styles or anything. But have you ever heard, have you guys heard that the Like a Virgin album was pitched up to, not to rival Cindy Lauper, but because mm. they felt like it wasn't fast enough and they felt like they needed something more up-tempo because Madonna was known to dance and whatever. But a friend of mine said that if you play it on a turntable with the pitch control and you pitch it down a little bit, I don't know how okay. much, to where it sounds more like crazy for you, that vocal. Mm. Also, if you listen, because she's very Minnie Mouse. Yeah. On, that makes sense. You know, because back then they couldn't really yeah, speed up things up, yeah. without changing the key of your... Now they can just put yeah, you in a different key or whatever and your voice sounds the same. I've still never been able to do that, but I really want to do it because it doesn't sound like a Nile Rodgers production. Like, if you listen to In Excess, even Kim Wilde stuff that Nile produced, like one track, they sound like not... I, other than Angel, which is, you know, that... You feel that kind of... Because even on the Cuckoo, Debbie Harry's Cuckoo album, you're like, you feel that kind of funky Nile Rodgers guitar... And it's not like Material Girl does not sound like Nile Rogers. It's it's weird, you know? But I wondered about that pitching it down and slowing it down. I wonder if I would like it a lot more than I do. I could definitely, I don't know how to do that. I'm sure like you mean just, you have a record player that will play at a speed other than either 45 or 33 and yeah, a third any, RPM. Yeah. Any, DJ, any DJ turntable has a pitch okay. control, which means you can slightly speed it up, slightly s slow it down. And it literally is just like, it's like a, sometimes it's just like a, a wheel. You know. I bet there's, a, there's got to be a digital way to, I bet there's some sure sort there's of... there's a super easy way to do that. Like Also, all of the... Usually dance studios, Eric, will also have those because even on some cassette decks back in the day would have a pitch control and you could speed it up because we used them back when we taught step aerobics. If you needed to just speed your oh. song up, that's <laughs> yeah. why that's why remember taking a classic crunch and you're like, oh, my God, uh, it, why does it sound like the chipmunks? We just yeah. like, I'm not taking her class. Her music sounds like the chipmunks because you know, the shit pitched all the way up because she wanted to do step at 150 beats per minute, which is, you know. I just thought that was the error of somebody like, like there were people who would make like extended exercise tapes. Tracks. Like, a, yeah, like a hundred minutes of just like everything at that, that tempo. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would just be your beats per minute. You know what yeah. I mean? You just, but if if a song was 124 beats as a, and you wanted everything at 120 beats, then you would have to take that individual song and, and play it down. Like you couldn't put 12 songs and go, I want everything 100. Hey, I think you just invented something. <laughs> and then you're like, change it. So yeah, so I don't know. So I just, you know. I, could, I have no that problem out believing there. That, it was, that it was like goosed up a little bit to for for a sound especially those two heard, tracks and you also did you hear that like because she wanted now rogers to produce it so bad that he gets like okay i'm not gonna say he gets all the money you know but <laughs> he gets paid like a motherfucker apparently and she doesn't get 
really shit. I mean, maybe she has. Do you know if she owns her publishing or anything like that? Because she wrote a lot of her stuff and everything. Because that's how Debbie Harry got screwed over by Chrysalis. And I wonder, Madonna probably because she was always so popular and never had like a real flop. I always said Madonna would always do the worst thing she ever did. And then the very next thing she would do would, no, she would always do the best thing she ever did. And then she would follow it up with the worst thing she ever did. Like <laughs> I always said, Live to Tell was fantastic. And then she followed it up with that True Blue album, which, you know, I, <laughs> oh my God, that album. I still, but I still love a lot of the songs on it, but it still drives me crazy. Some of the songs. <laughs> and know, then I the love next makes the world go round. I love love makes the world go round. That was Live Aid and everything. It's you know it's like White Heat and White I didn't funny. like True Blue. True Blue was so corny to me. You know what I mean? I'm like yeah. Debbie Harry and Blondie did all kinds of throwbacks to the fifties. Yeah. You know, but I'm just like really Madonna, True Blue, baby. I love that just. But then I go watch the video with her and and Debbie and Erica Bell, mm -hmm. you know, doing that really <laughs> stiff choreography, and I'm like, well, it is kind of charming and cute in retrospect. <laughs> I remember really not liking the Like a Virgin video at all. I thought she looked horrible. I I didn't. Here's my weird thing. I didn't like the blue tights under because I was like. <laughs> Debbie Harry would have been wearing that. Debbie Harry would have just had the dress on, you know, the little oh, tank yeah. top, and they would have just been legs. And I'm like, she's so great. And I was always just like, Madonna, you, you know, it was just kind of like she just looked stinky. There was just, and you know, the fact it's true though because Dan, I, as trust me, once I started working with dancers like Madonna. Mm -hmm. They're all stinky. They For walk, sure. you know, they're barefoot, they're dancers, yeah. they're connected to the earth. And that's, yeah. yeah, that's, and please, you should, uh, I'm horrible. I'm lucky <laughs> if I bathe twice a week. Although I did get my shower head fixed and I have been in there like, I feel like I've moved to like the Upper East Side. So I would say if you've been in your rent controlled apartment for over two decades, change the fixtures. You feel like we moved. Feel like you moved, right. Yeah, but, and I didn't like the gondola thing and I, and it was those weird angles, you know, everything. And then she's in there, whoa, whoa, whoa. It, it was <laughs> now so you're talking about like a virgin, not like a prayer, right? Oh, I yeah, meant like a virgin. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I love the like a prayer video. No, I'm on the second. I'm trying to stay in order. <laughs> I love the first, listen, borderline to this day is one of the most beautiful videos. That's all you need. She's dressed. That's it's perfect. Like New York 80s kind of commercially edgy stuff, which yeah. to me, that's yeah. what you would want to represent MTV. Cause that's why all those girls started, you know, yeah. Debbie Harry did the Ray-Bans before. I mean, Debbie Harry did everything before Madonna, but that whole look that, you know, just because Debbie had a detour, you know, in 1982, Again, she took all those things and she amped it up another level. She did something that Debbie Harry, you know, couldn't or wouldn't do with it, which is let's add choreography because yeah. she is a dancer and she does come from a dance background. So that would be stupid for her to not include that. 
But one of the things on... that I, one of the things that the one of the themes that I notice in like it's in Borderline, it's in Material Girl, Open Your Heart. Those three, I think, definitely have it all. Where there's this idea that she's like letting us know that there's like Madonna the person and Madonna the performer. So in Borderline, yeah. it's kind of like subtle that she's like torn between two worlds of like her street, like her friends. And then this, like, right. being invited into this other culture, where she yeah. kind of like messes up, and then ultimately ends up back with her friends, and in... she refuses a lot. To you know what I mean? Yeah. So to yeah. where it's 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 kind of saying, oh, you all think I'm a slut that fucks everybody, but actually, you know, I have, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, she uh, like even when scruples. she <laughs> when she when she kisses the photographer in Borderline, it definitely doesn't feel like she's flirt. It feels like. They're like kissing, like, oh, good, that was a good shoot. Let's kiss, you know, like it's yeah. not a. Right. She definitely, that's definitely not like where her heart is. Like, it's like right. her ambition is taking her there, but it's not like where she, like she wants to be with the street family. Right. Yes. And I, yes. my favorite, you know, and I love her as the babysitter in Open Your Heart, you know. She does a yeah. lot of she's, stuff with she's, kids. She's taking care weird. of the kid. Yeah, she's taking care of the kid, and she brings him along to her her, her day job as a stripper. And then at the end, they're just skipping back home. On the Yelp Road Mom! Yeah, you know, basically... I remember when I... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, it's basically um, my friend Terrence. Uh, my friend Terrence from the Nelly Olsons. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Terrence. Yeah. He would go to Vegas a lot, and I'm not a Vegas person. I've been once. He goes, John, he goes, well, he goes, Connie... Uh, you wouldn't believe, he goes, I was having like lunch at the buffet and she goes, and this Vegas showgirl, like this long legged in Daisy Dukes had her four, like five-year-old little daughter by the hand. <laughs> and he said she was, well, all in, you know, heels, basically looking for a paycheck it was that type of energy like where's my money but it was all through the buffet and i just like she he said the little girl was having to literally jog to keep up with the mastodonian stride of this vegas showgirl so i don't know why i started talking about that was there a madonna video that that reminded me of yeah yeah Open her dancing yeah. off with the boy kind of reminded me it's like oh my god it's kind of like that story of you know the little girl and her vegas showgirl mom it's like but that mom you know so see you see madonna is very nice that she took the time to do some steps instead of all oh, i'm ready to get home short. and get a she shower can... <laughs> yeah i remember thinking at the time that open your heart that like that the kid was interested in getting into watch. Yeah, because in the, the beginning show. he's like trying to buy a ticket or something. He's trying to buy a ticket. But then when I watched it this time around, he's like outside, he's like dancing. And I was like, oh, I think that kid wants to like get up on stage and dance. Like that's his interest uh, is not. Yeah, like he wants to like. Alone. He's trying his moves out. Yeah, like pull, jacket off the shoulder and like. It also plays things. into those like old because I, I watched like the fun house and Carney those films that are set around midways mm, and you know they used to have those tents where they'd have the showgirls and the strippers and it would always be the little boys behind the tent and there'd be yeah. like the little <laughs> eye so it's also that that thing and then it'd be like get out of here <laughs> you know from the old you know drunk that hangs around the midway I think is there an old man isn't yeah. there an old man that's like you get out of here kid 
yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the old guy. Yeah, maybe, him, so maybe she was guy. saying, yeah, that you know that. See, back then we didn't, you know, we weren't talking about gender identity. Maybe that kid oh, identified female and was like, oh my god, I've seen my future. That's this, what like, I thought when I saw it. I was Diamond like, Dance. Dance. yeah, I could see that now. And then Madonna, like, cute. when she like kisses him, the when she like, I feel like she, her being like. Just you wait, sweetie. Like, you'll get up there one day. I don't know. It felt very, like... <laughs> it felt that very, like, trans-friendly in that way. Like, I don't know. Well, because she's also very so, boyish when she comes out. Like, she's got, like, the hat and, like, the jacket. You know, like, yeah. she's not... She's yes. like, very, like, not the person we see on stage. Yeah. So Into the Groove wasn't included. The video wasn't included. I so think the video went... was just, like, a comp... Like, shots of Desperately Seeking Susan... So, so Lucky Star, which is my still probably one of my very, very favorite videos, which I think is just great in its simplicity. And I also love the way the camera follows her when she's Mm -hmm. on the ground. Mm -hmm. Shine your head, you know, she's off. I just, I mean, that still gives me chills when I think, because I think about how she chose again like i say it's like how she took kind of what debbie harry what everyone in new york was aware of and she turned it into like a broadway show in a sense but not yet not until i always get open your heart and express yourself you know what i mean it's like even open your heart and like a virgin i'm sorry i'm getting my albums mixed up it there she still wasn't doing those full-out production dance numbers with boys it was still intimate and i like that the first videos are like this it's like you're getting to know her and she's almost dancing just for you you know and then you know Mm -hmm. the this the second album a little more spectacle with the marilyn monroe with the material girl which look when you know if i didn't like like a virgin when material girl came out i was just like oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I was like, she's perfect. When they would flip her upside down, mm-hmm. and because yeah. I think she's got the most gorgeous Italian woman breast. I always love when people would be like, she's had a boob job. I'm like, yeah, bitch, yeah, she's but... Italian, honey. Mm-hmm. She she earned those, <laughs> you know. And I did. I just I I loved all of that. Yeah, that's kind of her first big like like one big production number music uh, yeah. video because all the ones before that like lucky star borderline like it's just even like a virgin her. is really it's just her on a gondola and like a lion you know runs yeah. but you know my yeah that would have we would have need a handler <laughs> for that <laughs> but you know my all-time favorite madonna video probably is and song is probably still dress you up and that's my favorite choreography i also that video it's the video that's just my live. favorite. It's the live video. It's that live, it's that yeah. live show. That's my favorite styling on her, my favorite makeup on her. I love that the hair is it, she talk about just d- looking dirty. She yeah. just yeah. looks I love it. That's so and great. I love those I love those two guys too. Those two guys with her. I uh, I could just watch the three of them dance and do that show forever. I, I don't it. know why that song wasn't on the Immaculate Collection. I feel like the song, the song, the song, it wasn't. Been. No, 
I have a question for you guys. Fuck this podcast. I'm out of here. (laughs) We didn't do it. (laughs) Okay, I have a question. I have a question. So I I feel like the True Blue album was a time that... Because if you look at... Madonna, the Madonna, 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 the first album, and Madonna Like a Virgin. Her look is kind of the same. It's like the Madonna wannabe look that we sure. that we know. Half, half then, shirts. Yeah, and then when Mesh. she, yeah, lace, rubber bracelets, mm-hmm. crucifix, and then she strips it down like this completely like different look. I feel like that was like the first moment. I don't think I think she was like the first artist that begged the question for each album, like, what's the look of this album gonna be? And it started there, and then, like, Like a Prayer had, like, the brunette. So we're like, great, this album's like, she's kind of brunette. And then- Well, she was definitely going, and I think it's because of the influence that Desperately Seeking Susan was a hit. So I think it was, oh, Mm -hmm. I do want to be in movies. In fact, I can be the greatest movie goddess of all time. And she just, you know, again, Things that were said about Debbie Harry, the Marilyn Monroe of rock and roll, and then taking that and like, now I'm really gonna market it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and, and were again, there, were, were there other music acts before that like changed their so their look visually? for um, an album? Well, Debbie again, like I hate to always go back to her, but <laughs> if you look at what Debbie once she, you could tell because she wanted to quit Blondie about 1980. So before Rapture, that's why that album is so eclectic because they were just like, oh my God, it, we're over it. So if you look at it from Auto American, which is still Blondie, but then she did that solo album where she stuck the needles, yeah, you know, and it was all the Giger stuff. That is one of those things where I think Debbie wanted to do what Madonna wound up doing brilliantly. But Debbie is such a weirdo and such an alien that it was too much. It was way too much. She might could have gotten away with dark hair because she did have dark hair and they literally hated her for it. One of the reviews said Debbie Harry tries to be a Negro and fails. Wow. So for white for white girls, Madonna, again, there's that weird thing of like thinking Madonna was a black woman. You know, she never kind of, no one ever just said, oh, you can't do this. But Debbie Harry was treated like an absolute weirdo. If you go back and look at interviews like on shows like Entertainment Tonight, and she'll be talking about Cuckoo and she'll have like those, those wigs that she would have gotten at Patricia Field. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This would have been something that you would have seen in New York. You would have seen in the clubs. You would have, everything that Madonna was about to bring you, and people were, the girl, everyone was like, I'm gonna eat this up. <laughs> Debbie Harry did it. But, and I also think because she was, you know, rumored to, you know, be on drugs and do, mm-hmm. it just scared people back then. Cher did it, you know, but again, Cher was always Cher, even though she did different fashion, like, I'm a prisoner on this yeah, one. I'm she new also wave. Came, she came she from like a Cher variety, variety show. show. Exactly. Yeah. And film. So, I think it was Madonna, uh, again, I think she was cultivating that image of, I'm a triple threat. I can dance, mm-hmm. I can sing. And well, when you're playing yourself in Desperate Seeking Susan, we totally, I, you know, I buy you. <laughs> right. Which, you know, she's no better or worse actor than most musicians. It just depends on 
what you pick. And I think she just wanted to do things that she probably, you know, shouldn't have done. Whereas like Debbie Harry was lucky, you know, you got, she gets to be in Hairspray. I mean, right. right. <laughs> wow. John Waters is like, you can have fun with that. Madonna, like body of evidence. It's like, oh girl, you know, that's a lot to carry. It's a lot to carry. Well, and sure. Debbie Harry also, you know, had supporting parts, you know, whereas they were like, oh, Madonna, she's the star. It's like, Dang. oh man, you know, maybe, who knows? I can't get through that movie, Who's That Girl? I, I just, I'm like, oh, my, I've never ago. been able to, to get. Some of my friends are just like, oh, I love it. It's so, you know, and I'm like, no, it's bad. <laughs> Do you want something? I, I, can, I can get through it. <laughs> I can. One thing I was wondering, sort of just as a thought experiment, is like, so Madonna, before she was Madonna, she was in like The Breakfast Club and a few other bands. Like, I was wondering, like, what do you think would have happened to her career if like those bands became popular? And if we, when we first met Madonna, we met her like with a band. Would that have affected how we viewed her as a solo artist? I have a similar question that we can decide if they're two separate questions or intertwined. (laughs) But like, would Madonna become as successful without MTV? I don't without think so, video. No. No. no, no. I think that's the thing. No. Like Madonna. It was the more visual. Than else, like met the moment and understood what that was and what she could bring to it and yeah. what yeah. to do to make her. That her songs are still great, and her songs would have still all caught fire and been number one because it's even though she sends this back then she sent the same message out predominantly. You know, yeah. dance, be yourself, express right. yourself, have a good time, have fun. Love makes the world go. You know, they're all, you know, it's not deep, you know. But like I say, that made like a prayer. So like, oh, my God, she's now going with yeah, all this extra level mother and father. Associating with the songs and the music. And Catholicism and all that stuff. So then I felt like she really started opening her heart. <laughs> to answer your question, John, I think that if... I think that she would have had like two albums with the band and even if they were really successful, she still would have been like, now I'm going to go solo. Right. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have lasted past two two <laughs> albums. It would have taken her longer, but she would have done it. Yeah. yeah. Or she but would I have wound if, like, up, you know. That's part of like what the struggle that Debbie Harry had is like. Well, you know, her pro- Debbie's problem, like they always say, if Debbie would have just put Blondie on all of her solo albums, they would have all probably been gold records. I mean, because mm-hmm. it's that, yeah, it's that look. And also, remember when she came back out, you know, she did, Debbie did one album for Geffen, for David Geffen, when he was trying to get every, he had so many solo fame, Donna Summer, you know, all these women, and they were, they all delivered bad flop albums for him. Then Debbie went on Sire. So she was on Madonna's label, and they weren't, I remember the box, remember CDs used to come in the long cardboard box? box. Mm -hmm. Debbie's best solo album, Deaf, Dumb, and Blonde, Mm -hmm. which uh, then Madonna came out with the Blonde Ambition (laughs) Tour. So that's a little bit of thanks, bitch. And then the record company just puts Debbie's eye. Debbie's the most beautiful woman in rock and roll. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? It's like, do you not want to sell records? I, I didn't understand. I never understood that. And I felt really bad for her that they were, you know, on the same label. N- nothing against Madonna, but, you know, there is that thing of if we have, you know, Betty Davis at Warner Brothers, well, then, you know, 
the next in line, Ida Lupino is not going to get as many. You know what I mean? You'll get work because you're talented, but we're not really going to push your movie. Yeah. No, no. We have our star here at the studio. We have our cash. We have our cash. It's also that thing of like when you when we talk about Madonna being in a band, you're lucky if you're going to get more than three years or three albums before they're like, eh, fuck you. We're tired of putting our money behind you. You know, unless you're just selling, you know, million after and that's what madonna did man she kept the singles going right after live to tell it was uh, it was like a prayer is that what preceded like a prayer was live to tell yes because she would have been with sean so it would have been into the groove live to tell like lies la bonita oh that's right right that's another one where she has yeah. sort of like two characters she put it yeah friends. she put yeah. an image yeah when we talk about her putting her yeah she really she really was the first artist where they started releasing five singles off of one album then they did it with janet jackson you know they did oh but it was madonna that like you say it's like angel was a single like yeah yeah angel was the b-side of into the groove so it had this and the thing is is the extended version of angel it has that really cool opening that sounds like now right that mm-hmm. madonna madonna banana madonna madonna oh look chills chills i love it i love it even though i hate that album they would always remix something or extend the dress dress to kill the dress you up extended versions are just my favorite We've pretty much we haven't skipped over a video that was not on the Immaculate Collection, have we? So they didn't we put crazy about... for you. No, because it... it's again, it's from a, it's from a what's that? Vision Quest. We didn't really, we didn't really, we didn't really talk about Papa Don't Preach, which again today, hands down, so two good. great, two great looks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. got that stupid. She's got that <laughs> Italians do it better. And it's like, what's the boy? Um, <laughs> and then again, she turns and it's again, not to objectify her in any way, but her breasts are so they beautiful. And when she starts, sorry, my chair, I'm in an old <laughs> chair that I destroyed sitting in during the pandemic. <laughs> like you have no idea. The chair was finally like, your fat ass needs to get out of the house. <laughs> And I still haven't gotten replaced it, but I just remember like loving that she was in a bustier, the because that's when aerobics was really popular too. So it was kind of mm-hmm, this right. aerobic fitness, but yet it was Bicycle Marilyn Monroe. Tracks. It was glamour and the little black flats. I love mm-hmm. that, you know, Debbie Harry would have always been in a high heel, you know, mm-hmm. always. Same with Donna Summer, same with Tina Turner. Madonna kind of switched up the footwear. They weren't dancing around like she was. You know what I mean? Well, Tina Tina Turner would dance circles around Madonna. And and when you look at Tina, I, I, okay, because as someone who also, I dance in a character shoe, thank God, but (laughs) it was because I was like, I can't keep these shoes on my feet. And it wasn't until I saw Grace Jones at the Hollywood Bowl because she was wearing these big old platform pumps. And I'm like, she's doing all these costs. And I looked, she had an inch thick elastic band around her foot clamping oh, that no. high heel. I look <laughs> at anywhere. Tina Turner and I look at all those girls. I'm like, I don't know how Tina Turner kept those high heels. And Tina Turner was also dancing in a very like a stiletto. 
that's really hard. You have to be on, you can't be on your heels. You know what I mean? So right. proud Mary. And if, and if you're dancing on the balls or on your toes on a, in a pump, that makes the back of your heel come up. So again, yeah. I don't know how Tina Turner with all her power and amazing. But I love that Madonna. I also love the little black shoes, that little heels that she wore in Material Girl, which mm-hmm. were perfect costume, you know, which right. I'm glad they did that because they could have done like all pink or something. So I thought that was cute. I love Papa Don't Preach. Open Your Heart, you know, I, I, I like it, but that album, you know, so would they, and they didn't put True Blue. So they would have really only done two videos from each album so far. Is it, it, well, it True or, Blue initially was the Make My Video contest. That's right. For MTV, I remember that. And I remember, again, those horrible girls like, starting <laughs> the record in black and white. <laughs> so we're so... so Lies La Bonita was, on, was from uh, oh, True that's Blue also. Right. Was from True Blue, yeah. You know, we're also forgetting Belinda Carlisle. She was one mm-hmm. that made... You know, when you talk about someone coming out of a band and then you were able to parlay that, it's interesting. So maybe Madonna could have done something like that. But again, the Breakfast Club band wasn't as iconic as the Go-Go's because just the fact that they were all women and they also came out of the punk scene. I mean, there was also... I, I was going to say, if yeah. that were the case, you would sort of be like Gwen Stefani, who was like, no doubt, and then went off. And yeah, off. and you basically, you know, a little different than Gwen Stefani, though, because Belinda Carlisle really transformed herself because, you know, she always kind of her weight would fluctuate in the Go-Go's, which I always thought was really cute. And remember, they all had those very, but they, they started sporting the really butch haircuts. Mm-hmm. I remember there was that that video where there were guys, the Rob Lowe video. Turn to you, yeah. which they're at the prom and they they're all in prom dresses, but then they're they're also oh it's so funny because Belinda is so like dykey beautiful, <laughs> you know she's 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 the lead singer of the the prom band, doing all her little <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> okay, Eric, you'll love this. So once Belinda <laughs> shared that video, it was something like for Gay Pride or something. She's like, hey, this is what we're doing, you know, something like that. And I told her, I left in the comments, I was like, you girls stay away from that Rob Lowe character. He's trouble. <laughs> and she liked it. It's like, yeah, I don't like to get around him. <laughs> but didn't, but when Belinda Carlisle went solo, didn't she ask like all of the other Go-Go's to be in her band except Jane Weedland? She was basically like, we're just. <laughs> <laughs> well, she took Charlotte. She took, Jane, she took. And she eventually, yeah. I think ended, ended up asking like all of them to like at least tour with her. And or like play on the record or something, because Jane Weedland wanted, Jane Weedland wanted to sing lead vocals on some tracks, well, like on the album. There was a song that was very personal yeah. to Jane, and she really yeah. wanted to sing it. And they were like, "No." I think a lot of that problem with the Go Go's is the same. Now the difference with Blonde, okay, it was like Blondie. Blondie was six people. Uh, Debbie Harry did tons more work. They all got equal pay as far as the band. The only time Debbie yeah. made money on her own is when it was an in, a jeans endorsement or something like that. All right, so that, trust me, you're not making any money. You're not. If you're yeah. splitting it six, six ways, ways and you have agents, managers, uh, 
so people ask, how do you, how are you broke? How are you? And it's like, that's how, when you're in a fucking band, I mean, the Nelly Olsons, they were, my God, we would be splitting a beer with our profits. (laughs) from. It's just like, it's awful. Okay. So let's talk about the next videos, which are all the like a prayer videos, like a prayer, express yourself, cherish, oh father. I think we're in, and then Vogue, we're in like the pocket of like, best videos of all time kind of Mm -hmm. definitely when like a prayer came out i that was when i associate that with this group of older gay men because i was already in college wait like a prayer was 1989 nine yeah yeah wow sometimes i think it's 86 and then i forget so from 85 to 89 madonna just released singles well she was doing who's that girl she, yeah. So she did You Can Dance. So weird. They didn't put who it's so weird. None of the movies songs were on there. Interesting. I think it's just be I think it had to be because of rights. Either that yeah. or like the length of the D, you know, like the VHS tape length might have been an issue. Well, kind of I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of glad they they didn't put it all on there because, you know, it is kind of nice that it is mostly her album stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I think also like as, it's also I feel like the the deal with like the like the who's that girl video or crazy for you something where it's like a cross promotion and they they want to put like in a lot of scenes from the movie and i don't think that's really necessarily madonna's vision and these all have like exactly like driven by her rather than a company being like okay so you're gonna put like the nikki finn montage from who's that girl and who's that girl (laughs) right and then kind of dance around like open your heart a little bit yeah and we'll call it a day and i think she's like acknowledges that that's just Different like low, low rent. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's not art. It's not really art. No, it's like a you know, trailer. Yeah, commercial. It's promotion. Yeah, that would have been the album that I really was like, oh yeah, this is. I'm kind of was fully becoming more immersed into gay culture and hearing those songs in the gay club. You know, mm-hmm. I just loved that. I just remember playing that album over and over and over. I loved it so much. I love Dear Jesse. I love Cherish. A lot of I people don't. Cherish. I Cherish know a lot of people my, like, came around to people like first, that's so a like, stupid song. And I'm like, I know a lot of people do. It gets a bad rap and I'm like, like, oh, I really love it. In the context it. of the album, it feels silly. Right. You know what I mean? Like you've got like, you know, you've got like a prayer, you've got a till death do his part. You've got, you know. But not when you, but but to me, I feel like it plays amongst a childlike sensibility, like Dear Jesse and nursery rhymes and things about her father. And then that plaintive, I loved how Dear Jesse segued into Oh Father was really beautiful. So I feel like it starts that second side of the album you know, like, oh, when childhood is free and then innocence. you become aware of death. Yeah, and your sure. innocence. I exactly. guess I wonder if there was like a, I mean, because obviously it was conceived of as an album or like a cassette tape where it's the same thing where what's the one? It's the uh, promise to try. Promise mm-hmm. to try yeah. and to cherish is that is a real like, like what just like that's whiplash. And I think that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because the, back in the day, yeah, it the, wasn't the, digital. You, the, you, ha- you the it the ended the first, tape. you know, it's like you had to think, where else are you going to put promise to try except <laughs> buried <laughs> at the end right of Right before intermission. One. Right. Yeah. Now, see, those things are like, uh, again, I can I can talk about Blondie and, and the band, <laughs> you know, the record company going, there are no hits. And I'm going, if you were to just take this song that you buried and let it, uh, 
Yeah. You would have had a hit. So yeah, stuff like that I find really fascinating. I would have loved to have worked in the music business. Right, like the, on the things sequence like people. Programming or, yeah. <laughs> and sequencing and everything. I would have loved it. In terms of the video for Cherish, when I'm watching these all in order, I almost well, like was like if what's like the Cherish video is so much it's the most like Lucky Star and that well, it's, it's just Bruce Weber, like, isn't it? Her, uh, her Bruce Brits. Weber, her Brits, her Brits. See, and there's it's there's the most there's your meeting Ma of those two. Yeah, right, you know, Madonna and the camera. And granted, we have like mermen and that like all that beauty and the beach and stuff around. But it's mo like it's the way the Lucky Star video. She holds the kid a little bit. Yeah, but she doesn't interact. But I think, yeah, this is like, because especially like Material Girl, especially is like her being like, oh, I'm a movie star. And there's like, there's almost kind of plots to them. And Cherish yes. is one that's like, oh, this is just visuals. It's really like really yeah. beautiful visuals and really well, fun it's, visuals. Well, it's high, it's high fashion, you know, yes. which again, <laughs> she kind of didn't, you know, Debbie Harry had Steven Sprouse, you know, designing clothes for her. Madonna really didn't have one designer because she kind of took that thrift store thing that Debbie yeah. also did and then kind of did on that. So to me, like she's was, about to do, she's on the brink of being like, Gautier. this is where, yeah, yeah this yeah. is where I'm, I'm thinking when you look at videos like Papa Don't Preach and Material Girl, you still pick up a little touch of bo like i'm like she's still a little dirty can't put her in the movie gotta get those root you know what i mean i'm like i can totally see them go picking her apart i think that the that the herb ritz that you know because remember he also did a lot of the photography for olivia newton john soul kiss um, oh. greatest hits uh -huh. volume two that's all herb ritz so i think it was that just natural you know let's take Madonna to the next level. And now let's really start working on this look and also for movies. I, again, I think it all plays into that. We want you to be a, just a huge star across the board. And I, that's why I like that video and it's black and white. And I think I love it just it's, looks yeah. really beautiful in it. This is the first thing he ever directed like video wise. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's really beautiful in it and it holds up and I love mermaids, you know, I love splash <laughs> and all that stuff. So I'm just totally into that. I um, knew it was great. I knew it was a good video and I knew that I liked it when I'm watching them all in order and it gets to cherish. I just, this time found it so refreshing. And so like, mm -hmm. I'm just back to like, just gazing into her eyes and, and just being like, and I, oh, yeah. And they could have, you know, they could have had her practically nude rolling yeah, around uh, on the beach and she would have done it but the fact that she's in that kind of 20s dress, that little yeah and it's soaking wet and she's just smiling and that mm. big gap between her teeth i'm just like ah this is just her and that's what's nice about when you get a gay man to come in there and it's like <laughs> girl we're taking all this away yeah. and let's just see let's well, just yeah, bring out also shot you. in one day and it, it does feel like uh, unfussy it just is like well we're just going out on the beach with a camera and a bunch of fishtails and yeah. we're gonna shoot what we're gonna shoot and it's just that as opposed to like exactly. storyboarding everything no and choreography think about the theme exactly and let's think about what this is it's just like now nah, we're just doing it yeah yeah I, you know, as much as I kind of wasn't crazy about Las La Bonita, I really loved Spanish Eyes from this Ooh, album because, song. again, I thought it was such like, why didn't you release that as a single? That's a better song than, you know, <laughs> La Isla Bonita. <laughs>
Express Yourself was huge, though. Now, yeah. who like, who directed? Wasn't that? Was David that? Fincher. Yes, David Fincher. He exactly. did that. Oh, Father and Vogue. Wow, he did. You're right. Yeah, those were real spectacles. That's also when they were really spending. I remember Money. you were hearing about the yeah. most expensive Express videos ever made. Was it ten million dollars or one million dollars? It was three like, million or something okay. like that. It's um. Well, what was the most expensive? I forgot. It was Michael Jackson, or it was someone. Scream. One of Scream. Scream was the most expensive, I think. Well, that might have been later, but at the time, at this time when that album came out, I remember Whitney Houston, "I'm Your Baby Tonight," was like the third most expensive, and I'm kind of like, "Ow, where? You know what I mean?" I'm like, "What is it?" Was more something, but yeah, that was one of. I mean, it's a great video. Remember, that's the one. She's got the little triptych of Whitney Supremes. Mm-hmm. Step. Is it step touch or touch step? <laughs> I want Whitney Houston and Donna Summer to have a dance battle. <laughs> oh my God. Nobody wins. Nobody now, wins. Oh, I don't know if I remember the video to Oh Father because I remember. You do. Video I'm going to tell you some Blonde things. Ambition. I remember her at the grave in Blonde Ambition and then playing Oh Father. So I think I have superimposed that that's. Oh, in Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare. That's actually promising. Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare, yeah. listening to at the graveside. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh Father is. It's another black and white. um, Oh, it's concert. There's a little girl. No. No. It's snowing a lot. And she goes like pearls that fall. She looks at her mouth and it's stitched shut. The- oh right! Yes, 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 yes. I do remember. Yeah. There's a. It's. It's almost like the the daughter of the Papa Don't Preach video because it's like just her and her father a lot. But mm-hmm. instead of Danny Aiello playing her father and Papa Don't Preach, it's some other guy, and he's kind of hot. Yeah, because like she's sexy... younger. Because her mom died when she was young, I guess. She, she does a lot of. Yeah. yeah, she does a lot of stuff like being like my dad was great, and then like writes songs like Oh Father when you're like. <laughs> What what exactly happened? I think it was probably just that he was kind of distant. It's called Italian household. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Shut so. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this you know the same as mine. It's like we were raised. I call it or else parenting yeah. skills. It's like sure. do it or else, and <laughs> you did it. You did it. You did not want to find out what else was. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. It's just like everything's like, oh, right, you you got an A. Yeah. <laughs> now now that those people are 40, it's like, run the yeah. country. You got an A, remember? <laughs> oh, you don't like that book? We'll take it out of the library. <laughs> it's so true. It's just, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, now baby. you're interested in what they're yeah. teaching at school. We can't even get, we couldn't even get you to help us with our homework back then because you didn't understand any of it. What about you know, Vogue? This, what about the well, Vogue? No, video? I'm going back before Vogue because to okay. me, Vogue and this song has is similar to Atomic and Call Me. It's okay. when. Keep It Together had just been released, and that was my favorite. To me, that's still one of her best songs. It sounds like house music. Mm -hmm. It sounds everything about what the 90s and my time in New York was about to sound like. And I remember going into the record store. I graduated college in 1990, 
And I remember going in there and asking if they had Vogue. And I remember the, this girl that was the manager of the record store at the mall, she goes, I don't know why they released this song. I mean, Keep It Together was still like in the top. It's like, Keep It Together was doing great. And I go, I know. It's like, they kind of cut Keep It Together off at the legs to get Vogue out, I guess, to get this album out. But yeah, Eric, you will love this. I then wound up in 1990 working at Six Flags Over Texas. <laughs> and we were doing this show called Pizzazz. And we had, it was two guy singers, two girl singers. I was one of the singers. And then it was a cast of guy and girl dancers. And we did, you know, all kinds of stuff. Well, the opener of that second act after the ventriloquist came out was Dina Magazine. And she was singing an Anne Margaret song <laughs> that hold me, touch me, squeeze me through. Have you ever heard oh, that yeah, song? Yeah, 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 it's that, yeah. baby, if you want me <laughs> and you really need me, yeah. come on, baby, let me let know. What if my little tease and and she was we had all these cubes on wheels and she was up on the cubes and then the boys would pull another cube and she would step off well that song was the and that performance was deemed too sexy sure. for the six flags so they had to cut the number <laughs> and then when they were like well what number do you guys want to do all the gay boys in the show went Vogue, 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 please, Vogue, can we do Vogue? And I remember the girl that had to sing Vogue, she just sat because she was a phenomenal singer. She was a better singer than, you know, as good as Anne Mar. She was great. And it was like, I remember she just wasn't having fun. I was like, Dina, aren't you having fun? You don't like it. She goes, no. Because this is not a challenging song to sing. I would much rather be singing the other song that showed off my voice. I was like, oh, yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah, it's not a vocal showcase yeah, number. It's not really. No. Yeah. But, but fun for the, for the dancers. So, Love Connie, we I have a couple of questions for you before the end of the episode. And they're just ones that we have to ask you because we're talking about the celebration tour this podcast is a celebration celebration leading mm -hmm. up to the celebration tour do you have plans to see the celebration tour i don't and i have never seen madonna in concert because i'm just you know i'm just a little too frugal to spend that money sure. and it just always i'm just like oh my god you know if someone gave you a concert. ticket would you if someone gave you a ticket would you go oh are you kidding of course <laughs> i would go i would be right up front i it would all right if somebody I, in los I, angeles know. has an extra ticket wants a super yeah, yeah. Date, hey yeah. if someone wants it when a day if you have a ticket win a date with love connie I, that's <laughs> that's a venture i've been wanting to do that's actually like a really good thing for us to promote we would love to try to promote <laughs> oh look i told him i said all you need is a car preferably a convertible and we will go all the sunset strip i will make a mixtape or whatever and i will do a soundtrack we'll go to drive through and get a chocolate shake it will be so much fun and you can fit you can have someone in the back seat filming your date with love connie i was going to auction those off <laughs> You, I didn't get to do my very favorite thing from the Justify My Love video, even though it's not included. Do you want to I do it now? love, I love, I put this in my shows a lot. At the end of the show, it's always uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I just did this demurely. I, I just did the nastiest stuff in this hotel. <laughs> I do. I love that because to me, 
that was her most powerful thing is saying sex is funny stop yeah being right. so hung up on it it's like she's having a good time and it was also the height of aids and all that and you know sure. let me just throw another little thing in there as someone who loves to drop lines from movies and stuff i'm telling y'all that our culture as far as that is dying it's dying all those guys died of aids or they're died of old age you know the judy garland quoters the betty davis yeah. quoters the joan crawford quoters there are still some of us Cher and madonna and debbie and olivia but i've noticed when i work the door at certain events with really younger it, it, we do this thing where i give out cups at hot dog and one of the cups you know it's like this is for if you're a top this if you're a bottom <laughs> this is if you're versatile and then we have these black cups that are don't touch me and I, anytime someone asks for a black cup, I go, oh, you're a Sydney Prescott. Don't touch me. <laughs> and I always just love that line from the Scream movie. It just cracks me up. And I am left with blanks. And the screams. And then, and then Mario Diaz is over behind me and he goes, no one knows what you're talking about. And then I go, I know Mario, but you being old as me should know that this is a problem. It's a problem. It's like you're, you're, you know, Madonna had to have loved all that culture or she would have not emulated all of those oh, yeah. iconic stars. So, and, and now you see those memes of like, what is it like the millennials or the zoomers dancing and then they've got the old gen x dude in the corner going this is actually a sample from a led zeppelin song and it's got and then the miller's going we just want to dance mm -hmm. and i go and you just want to be a fucking dumbass don't you <laughs> go right ahead can't wait to see what you do when you run the country because if you can't if you can't quote bet medler from big business and <laughs> denver moramax you're not going to be able to run the country <laughs> <laughs> I love that Midler in Big Business so much. Do you remember that scene, Eric? I remember her. I like Big Business. I like uh, the uh, Outrageous Fortune. See, I outrageous can't get it. I'm not a, I'm not a big Shelley Long fan, so I've never <laughs> bothered with Outrageous Fortune. Is this why we, we don't have... Um, we haven't like had a movie night because we'd probably be like, well, we'd have to, we'd have to be like, let's watch Big Business and Outrageous Fortune. Well, I love I love the first three. I love Down and Out in Beverly Hills, Ruthless yes. People, and Big. But Big Business cracks me the because it plays on my countryside and my city yes. side. But when she has to get up there in front of everybody, she just launches into the Alexis Carrington speech <laughs> because her character kept watching Dynasty and as president of Denver Moore. I mean, and I forget what the company is called, but she's as president of of uh, Carol. Carrington Co. I can't remember what it, but she keeps, you know, flubbing at her Alexis lines, and then she somehow. And remember Lily Tomlin, yeah, fumbling <laughs> with the shoulder pad, yeah, it's down yeah. on her. Yeah, I I'm just so glad that we had those women to, to, you know, because now I had a friend circle that I had to get rid of uh, in LA that basically thought I would enjoy watching that movie Camp for my oh. birthday. And, and I just yeah. remember thinking, like, you guys all have a problem. This is really terrible. And this is <laughs> this is gay culture now.
Money, it was so lovely was having you here with us. Thank Can you. Can I turn the air back on? You turn the air back on. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot in here. It is. Is there anything you want to promote or let people know that we can follow you or check you out at any shows? Well, if up, anyone any- is still listening, I'm going to be starting my own podcast. I've been doing it. So this is the first I've said about it. Awesome. Uh, it'll be called I Feel Love Connie, and it will be part of the World of Wonder Oh my God. Awesome. I don't don't know. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know where they exist podcast, but (laughs) yeah, um, someone will send me a link and I'll share it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I do the last Sunday of every month at, um, act bar, a local bar in LA and it's called soundtrack Sunday. And this month I'm doing the soundtrack to Showgirls again. Which I've and seen. And I'll do like a, if you're in LA, yeah. definitely check it out. It's so much. And fun. I'll do a Halloween show and then a holiday show. So yeah, awesome. I, I should be busy. I'm well, let me know if y'all get any free tickets. We'll do. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you have comments or questions or just want to reach out to us, you can reach us at thecelebrationcelebration at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram account at the Celebration Celebration. Special thanks to Dynamo for our artwork. And if you could do us a lovely favor and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, it really helps people find the show and we appreciate it. And when you're re- reviewing us, just remember, we're not your bitch. Don't hang your shit on us. <laughs> I'm probably talking out of my ass, but this is my perception of the Go-Go's. <laughs> perception is truth. Another fitness related, remember, do you know, remember the suck me off, suck yeah. me off, suck, remember her? Do you know yeah. who that was? No. The, it Probably was Sarah. Karen Finley. No, okay. <laughs> it was Karen oh. Finley, the oh. performance artist. Yeah. She used to take my body sculpting class at another gym and was a trip, like the sweetest woman. But you know, she was the one that had the one, let me tell you how I take the yam. <laughs> oh, I stick them up my granny's ass. You know, we're also forgetting Belinda Carlisle.